Mary's coming in almost hungover. Holly's coming in drinking a smoothie looks like poo-poo. This is get fitty with it. I was going to actually um try to theme that after a Mayday Parade song that I was listening to right before we recorded. And then as soon as I hit record, I forgot the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that you called me out. <laughs> well, I just saw it's Sunday, so we might as well be transparent with our listeners. That's fair. I did keg snags yesterday, so I don't know rough. what that is. I literally I, thought people would be out of my house by like three o'clock because we started at eleven. Oh, in the afternoon. No, in the afternoon. I thought <laughs> it was going to be like an eleven to three type of thing, and then people just like kept saying. Um, and then it was what like happens when you involve drinking, Mary. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oof. But no, it was really fun. But I was very smart because usually I'm very dumb when I'm drinking, and. I drink water. Shocker. That really helps me to not get a hangover. So, and I ate food. That's usually like the other kicker is that I like forget to eat when I'm drinking and then I get super drunk and hungover. So today I'm just like a little tired. tired. Hey, that's fair. I'm a little tired. Holly already worked out. She stretched. She has her morning smoothie. We're just like living two different lives today. That's okay. Yesterday morning, (laughs) I woke up, I sat on the couch and then I played Sims for an hour and a half. So, you know, we all have our mornings. It's okay. I, I woke up so early yesterday and cleaned my whole house. And for See, what? It's so I'm going to clean my whole house today. I thought about it yesterday. And I was like, it's raining outside. I should leave that for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Today it's like beautiful. Yeah. You can so, open the windows. Get that clean yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to blast some Mayday Parade. It's going to be a great time. I, I've been really on a Mayday kick um, for the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's really they're playing at House of Blues next month. Mm, they just played at House of Blues. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I was okay. gonna go, and then um, it just didn't work out. But my, my best friend Haley, uh, we all know her here because I've talked about her six thousand eight times. <laughs> um, she went, and I was gonna go with her, and it just didn't work out work wise. And I was actually really, really sad. It was last Thursday. Um, oh, okay. And they also were playing with Real Friends, which I don't know if you know who they are, but also a band that I just God, I love them. And so it was like very upset, but before we actually get into this, just like a side note about Mayday Parade. So me and Haley, if y'all didn't know, before I interviewed on this show, I used to interview punk bands. So with that being said, Mayday was one of those bands that we interviewed multiple times, went to their shows. I used to do photography sometimes for them. So yes, I lived a very cool life before I got here. (laughs) That's so funny. Have we never talked about this before? Because I did the exact same thing. I feel like we talked about this like when we first met, Okay, like, but that was a long time ago at this point. Uh, it's funny <laughs> that you said real friends because John has a real friend who is the drummer in that band. I felt like you were, you connected <laughs> with them somehow yeah. and I didn't, I couldn't remember if I made that up. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because I was yeah. like, I like, John and Mary like have talked or jo- you've talked about John in this band or he likes yeah. this band or something. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like trying to be cool, being like, I listen to punk bands. <laughs> and I was like, Do you know real friends? He's like, Yeah, my friend plays the drums for that band. I don't love so you like, I was like, Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I totally know all their songs. He's my uh, friend too. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so that's why Mayday holds a really special place in my heart, just because there used to be a band that we we 
saw multiple times and like we did interviews with multiple times and they were yeah. just always such sweet guys and they used to tour a lot with all-time low and so we would do things like mm-hmm. back and forth like I remember joking around like wanting to introduce Mayday as all-time low and all-time low is Mayday in an interview just like have people be like what um so, so funny anyway funny things but they I've just been really jamming to them lately and I just brings me back so shout out to Haley I I hope you had fun at that concert last week I'm very jealous (laughs) I love that that's not why we're here we are here to uh have another interview so we actually have Mary's wedding photographer on today so um that's exciting and her name is Courtney Winter and Mary how did you and Courtney actually connect yeah we didn't talk about this on the pod but did I don't know if I told you this, but she went from being Courtney Winters and legally changed her name to Winter because of her husband's name. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? She literally paid all the money to like legally change it just to drop the S. Um, Oh my gosh. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. But Courtney is my, was my, my wedding's over, my wedding photographer. She was literally so helpful to us the entire day. You guys will hear about it in the pod. She is the sweetest person. And I highly recommend her. If you guys, if someone listening to this is like, I need a wedding photographer or a day of coordinator, I highly recommend her. She is just the greatest person and she's just so sweet. And we ended up talking to her like after the pod ended and just like going like we could have talked for days with her. So yeah, really excited for you guys to hear this. Yeah. And she shares a little bit about like how she got into this business. And it's interesting because I didn't know, like, I didn't really know that much about Courtney beforehand. So like, mm-hmm. I would have thought she's like the super, like, cre- not, cre- not that she's not creative, obviously, but like super creative, kind of that type of brain person, like was like, like grew up that artsy. way. Yeah. Things like that. And want well, to hear that she wasn't, was very exciting because I feel like we, we often get stuck in this idea of like, if I wasn't this way when I was younger, well, I can't be an artsy person now. Or mm-hmm. like for me, I've always been more of that, like crafty artsy type of person, even though I'm not always good at those things. That's always been like how I function. So for me thinking of more of like the scientific mathematical, like that side of brain, like I'm like, well, I could never be me, but it could be me. And so mm-hmm. that was just something that I really liked um, hearing her story that I would have never guessed. Um, but with that being said, before we get into the episode, how has your week been going? How's recovery with the knee and everything? It's been good. We actually stepped it up at physical therapy this week. So I'm doing like, sorry. I am still just like kind of feeling down about it, but I'm again, trying to put myself in a mindset of, you know, I have to do this stuff to get better, but we started doing leg press like on the machine and I started moving up in weights and up in bands. So it is improving. Um, yeah, that's basically, I, besides physical therapy, nothing really happened this week. It was really stressful. I'm sure you guys are so sick of us, like talking about how stressful work is, but it was just like really stressful. And then I cleaned my house. And so I'm in a good space. I had Friday off. So that's great. Love a day off from work but that was my week. What about you, Holly? Um, yeah, my day was, or my day, my week was definitely stressful at work too. But, um, Wednesday I had my sleep uh, study appointment or like to book or blah, what to meet with the doctor to see if I needed to. So if you guys remember, I was supposed to have this back in December and I got in a car accident, so couldn't make it to that appointment. Um, so finally made it to the appointment months and months later, literally originally scheduled this back in like September of last year. Cause this, this man is so booked. Um, so 
saw him and he is recommending me for a sleep apnea study. So I have to wait to get that scheduled for like the place to call me. Um, and then he also recommended this like sleep insomnia machine, um, to try off at Amazon potentially. So I have to look a little bit more into it and see if that's something I want to do, but that was something he recommended as well. So, um, we don't know for sure yet if it's a sleep kind of thing, or if it is more of like anxiety, depression, or, uh, you know, something else entirely, but at least I'm happy that I'm getting to the kind of next point since yeah. I have done a lot of the hormone testing and it doesn't seem, doesn't seem to be as much with that. Um, I'm just excited to kind of start ruling things out again or finding what it is that I'm so, why I'm so exhausted. Um, so that was definitely good. And then I actually have off this upcoming Monday and Tuesday. So tomorrow and, and Tuesday. Um, so I'm excited to just have a little bit extra time to myself. I'm not like doing anything huge. Mm -hmm. just, um, maybe see my mom and I'm not sure yet, but kind of today I'm cleaning my space, which I'm also very mm -hmm. excited about just something about cleaning your space just feels so good. Like I know it sounds, I'm like a clean freak. Like I have to clean a little bit every weekend. So yeah. even on like my weekends that I just do like a slight clean, like it feels good. But on those weekends that I do my deep clean, oh, it just feels, oof, it just feels ready for the Yeah. Like you, you just put like, like back, mm. you feel put back together. Yes. You're like, I'm mm -hmm. ready. The space is good to go. There's no litter everywhere. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I'm excited for this week. Um, yeah, oh, you mean like kitty litter? I was confused for a second. Yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, Mary cannot relate to that. I realized, but no, <laughs> um, I'm excited for this upcoming week. It's going to be a lot at work. I've actually taken on multiple things outside of my role. So it's going to be a crazy week, but Hey, at least it's only a three-day week. So that's something. <laughs> exactly. It'll be nice too. Like, it's going to be so nice out. Yes. Tomorrow, so. especially I know it's supposed to be like 70 or 75. So I already plan to go on a run. I wish I have it. Nice. Run. So I'm excited. Nice. Anyways. So that's how my week is. <laughs> I love it. Real quick question. Do you snore? Um, not that I'm aware of, unless I'm sick. Okay. like congested nasally because the guy asked me that too the doctor because I mean. I've had like really big issues with like snoring recently mm -hmm. and like I guess I mean it's been for like a, a couple months but I just started looking up like sleep tests and doctors to go to for so it's very interesting that you're doing this mm -hmm. and I want to like hear about the experience yeah. because I might end up doing that as well because I snore and I always feel like not rested when I wake up mm -hmm. John wants to kill me like every single night because he's always like nudging me <laughs> but and honestly um, the only good thing about Brandon like sleeping early not that I snore but I know I move around a lot especially when I'm trying mm -hmm. to sleep so I'm like yeah oh, God, he's already sleeping so he doesn't like hear me or feel me fidgeting for like 30 uh, minutes straight <laughs> see John's like a super light sleeper so I can't do anything he'll be like knock it off stop oh. it <laughs> like oh okay blessed over here though <laughs> Yeah, really though. But that's so interesting. And maybe if anybody is listening, we'll follow that, follow that up if they're dealing with it. Yeah. Wow. I just like choked, um, similar issues. Yeah, definitely. Once I have my, um, you know, study and everything like that done, I'll definitely talk more about it. Um, I will say I've been having to like prepare, even though I don't even know my date yet, I have been having like prepare myself to be like, be in a room with someone watching me sleep. Cause I just feel like that's so awkward. So like the last few nights when I go to bed, I'm like, okay, what if someone was watching you? How would you feel? Like, don't act any different. And I know that sounds so weird, but as someone who has just like such high anxiety, like that. Do they like watch you through like, like, is it like oh, a double-sided like mirror type of situation or like exactly. they're just sitting there like watching? 
I don't know exactly, but my mom has had one before. And I, I, when I was younger and I remember she made the comment the other day when I was talking to her of like, it just felt so weird when I was going to sleep and knowing that somebody was just watching me. So I, I assume they're probably not in the room with you. I assume they're like watching from another room. Like when they're you like sitting right next to your bedside. Yeah. Like <laughs> impatient has moved six feet. <laughs> six feet. That's a lot in a bed. Six yeah. Inches. Right. <laughs> um so yeah I assume they're like in a different room like when you get x-rays or you know something like that they're in that like you know usually like a back room I assume yeah. something like that I don't know um okay. but again keep it posted I have yeah they said they'll call Very me interesting. in two weeks to uh you know do my set up my appointment so we'll see I love but, that that's very interesting yeah so hopefully we'll uh start getting have some answers and, yeah get some answers but Anyways, let's jump into this week's interview with Miss Courtney. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you guys on the other side. Now I'm afraid. What is it? We are back with another amazing guest today. We actually have Mary's wedding photographer. We have the amazing Courtney Winters. Welcome, Courtney. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm good. Yeah. I haven't seen Mary since her wedding. That was like seven months ago and she just got married and then now Holly's married which is also the last time I saw you so yes <laughs> you got so crazy you know I know we've really upgraded to the, the marriage lifestyle <laughs> right. so to get started today can you tell us who you are and how you show up in this world yeah so I am Courtney I'm uh yeah I feel like I really identify a lot with like the Enneagram two wing three kind of personality, which I think that those are kind of like out of style now, but, um, I just really like helping people. I really am like more extrovert and outgoing. And so, um, a lot of like activities and stuff that I do in my free time, I feel like I really enjoy like sports and I really enjoy, um, doing stuff with my husband. And so my job as a wedding photographer and a day of coordinator, I feel like really is a lot like about like who I am. I like helping people. I like being a part of like the cast of a wedding day. So I feel like who I am kind of ties a lot into what I do also. I love that. I feel like that's so accurate. Also like, so Courtney, was obviously my wedding photographer, but ours was unconventional as like, we've talked about like on the pod of like being a backyard wedding and like me and John had no idea what we were doing. And I just felt like you came in and you're like, okay, like, here's what we're going to do. Like, these are the plans. Like, why don't you go stand over there and we'll get this. And what's this, ha- like, where is this happening? And like, even though you weren't my day of coordinator, I felt like you were my day of coordinator. Like you were just helping in every single aspect when I was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so yeah. COVID weddings were like, very stressful for the couple obviously and for like the vendors like I don't know none of us have ever been through anything like this before on this Mm -hmm. scale so it was like a huge like learning curve for us and just like adapting on the go and then like every couple's you know situation was different some people rescheduled some people just like skipped the wedding altogether and did like a little zoom wedding other you know some people did both so it's definitely been interesting to like see how people have adapted to it but I'm really glad that like I think all of my couples except like one who did like just a wedding and didn't want to reschedule but like all my couples stuck with me through all of the rescheduling which like I was really thankful for and I think that was probably like one of the things I was most nervous about was like not getting to work with the couples that I've already booked like not only does that mean I lose financial income if people don't you know keep their wedding date with me because then I don't get paid for the rest of the wedding but then like I don't get to see anybody again like I get so invested in like the planning process and getting to know everybody and then all of a sudden it's like after like a wedding or if someone cancels or reschedules like cool never see you again even though like I cared so much about this big day and making it special for you and knowing Mm -hmm. your families and all that and then it's like 
it's very it's very not normal how close you get with people really quickly and then how you like don't really see them very much again afterwards well and especially for like covid brides like i met with you i think for the first time in like 2019 so it's been like forever yeah because we did your like I think your engagement photos were in 2019 in the fall yeah right? that's right yeah, yeah. so we so it's like before that i'm sure because when you i remember we met didn't we meet at a starbucks mm-hmm. yeah. yeah classic mary so it's just like, yeah, but it's just like crazy. Cause like, if we wouldn't have gone with her in 2021, it's like, that's like two years of separation of like losing someone that you've been working with that whole time. Right. And you emailed me and we're like, I think you're like, you're like the only vendor that we've really kept. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so nice. But then I was like, I mean, like, I felt really honored. But then I was like, oh my gosh, there's pressure now. Cause like, I'm the only one. That <laughs> so if I don't perform, maybe Mary's going to wish she got somebody else. <laughs> No, you definitely stood up to the test. So you're good. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so speaking of working throughout the whole COVID thing, how has that shaped the, you know, you in terms of like working with the brides and grooms and how has just that work like looked at being in such a weird time? Yeah, I think at first it was like, you know, I think how like everybody felt with COVID where it's like, okay, this is like another like Ebola kind of scare, whatever. And then as it became more serious, it's like, oh, like I start getting emails from people and at first I was like, you know, they're talking about rescheduling a wedding and I'm like, we don't need to like do that. What are you talking about? And then sure. all of a sudden like, everybody's emailing me and I'm realizing like, oh, no, they actually like really have to reschedule. They're not just being like overly cautious. Um, so I think that like, it was just very surprising. And then I think like, because everything happened so quickly, like for the timing of it, like right before wedding season, some people had weddings that were sooner and like knew they needed to reschedule other people had more time to kind of think about it and so just kind of figuring out like where the line is of like here's the here's my business here's a date that i have a couple who signed a contract for and i maybe already spent a lot of time on them and like they're in this uncertain state and like when are when are things going to change like let's just you know reschedule and figure that out and then as like that happened so much more then I had to figure out like, okay, where are like also some boundaries for, you know, like, Hey, what's in a reasonable amount of time to give them to reschedule or to decide mm -hmm. like, what does that look like for deposits and contracts and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was like, it was very unique to be like a small business owner during that process. But at the same time, like, I'm glad I experienced it because that probably won't be the last weird like worldly experience of something being crazy where I'm going to have to adapt as a business owner so Definitely. it'll probably happen again unfortunately but hopefully not yeah well, fingers crossed yeah. like, we won't go through this again but... no more pandemics yeah and yeah. honestly like that's like one of the biggest reasons we didn't have like a lot of contracts at the time with vendors and things like that but it was just like especially working with small businesses like we only kept people who were small businesses and like bigger vendors because like bigger vendors were very difficult to work with during that time mm -hmm. and like I get it it's money it's income it's things like that but they were just like non-receptive they wouldn't answer emails they wouldn't like contact you back they wouldn't like give you information whereas like when I contacted you it was like constant like okay so like this is what you're doing like are you okay like this is what the plan is like here are we going like I think it was just like so much easier to work with you and I think that that's why a lot of small businesses thrive during this time because mm -hmm. of the fact that it was just so much easier to work with people like that because it's that human commuter uh, connection. Right. And for us, it's like, if I don't figure out how to make this work, like I don't get a paycheck because yeah. yeah. And now that that's like how I look at my couples, but I've really had to like, but it is a business, right? right. I really had to like, look at that more seriously with COVID and be like, okay, like I have to make sure that 
you know, my, and my husband was an essential worker. So his job thankfully wasn't affected. So I also had like maybe more flexibility than other small business owners who have kids or really more heavily rely on that income. So I'm glad that I was able to like be flexible with people and, you know, just, I think a lot of vendors shared a lot of information and like suggestions for the way that they were doing things, but we were, I mean, and I had nothing to do, but sit around and reply to emails to a certain extent because there were no (laughs) weddings going on. So yeah, it was definitely very unique, but I think my favorite, nothing, it seems weird to have a favorite thing about COVID, but I do. Right. (laughs) Um, It was really like, I think it really just showed how, even though it was really difficult for anybody getting married at that time, it was really interesting and really uplifting to see how people were like, you know what, what doesn't really matter at the end of the day is all the bells and whistles that come with the wedding and all the like things that you feel like you have to do from like the wedding industry and society. Like you have to get married in a church or you have to wear a white dress. You have to have a big party with all your extended family. Like you really don't have to do Mm -hmm. almost anything besides someone has to like say a few words at a ceremony type of a thing, but like, that's all that there really is to it. And so seeing people like adapt and really figure out what was most important to them. I think it was so cool to see like 2020 was pretty much all backyard weddings for me, except for one or two at the end of the year, but they were some of the most fun, meaningful weddings because people were really just reminded of what was important. So I really liked seeing that kind of come out of people during that time. Yeah. And with that, I guess, how did like doing all these COVID weddings, like shape your business going forward when we're, you know, one of these days we will be out of COVID and it won't be a thing anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think like the biggest thing was like, I, you know, I've started incorporating a smaller package for more, more intimate weddings. Cause before all my packages were geared towards full traditional eight hour, Mm -hmm. hour wedding days, which is great, but I really enjoyed doing the smaller weddings and I wanted to offer something that kind of catered towards those types of people. So like adding packages that are more geared towards like elopements, intimate weddings what do they call micro weddings now is that the term yeah I don't even there's so many new terms in the wedding (laughs) I was like I've never heard of this micro wedding (laughs) and I don't know the difference between like between them all they're usually like just not very many people at a wedding like 100 or something like that so but yeah I think like just offering that more I think it was really like helpful to kind of talk with my couples figure out like where each couple was coming from and you know, communicating with my couples and trying to educate them on like, okay, here's some next step options. If you're not really sure what to do, like, let's kind of just problem solve together. I think that's something that I really enjoy doing if that's something my couples need, whether I'm a coordinator or a photographer. And so even though that was more on a larger scale for COVID couples, I feel like I always do that with weddings. If someone's figuring out Mm -hmm. a plan or a vendor issue or whatever. So I think that's a pretty like standard part of the wedding industry is like trying to especially for a smaller business who have the time to devote to you and really care about every name in our, on our calendar, because you guys are the ones who pay our bills. You guys are the ones who like give us a business. So, you know, being able to kind of help and support you guys is what's most important. And so kind of taking this back to the beginning, how did you originally get into photography? And was it something that like you just studied on your own? Did you go to school for it? How is that kind of, uh, trajectory what trajectory <laughs> looked for you trajectory <laughs> can't speak enough. a lot on this podcast either <laughs> it's okay we don't need words it's just a podcast um yeah, exactly <laughs> so I actually started out first as a day of coordinator and I didn't study like any 
wedding related things in like school or do any sort of like special program for it. I feel like I learned a lot like myself from Facebook um, groups. There's some like cool groups that will like share educational tips. There's a lot of free content on like YouTube or if you just like Google like, you know, beginner photography classes and things like that. So I'm like, I don't know if you can, if you consider that self-taught because I didn't like, I didn't teach myself. I learned from other people mostly. Um, but yeah, I think like, so we got married really young. I was 20 when we got married. And so I just finished my associate's degree at a community college. And so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for, I was planning to go get my bachelor's degree, but I didn't know what I wanted to go for. So after the wedding, we just took some time. I was going to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And then he just had so many friends getting married at the time. We were just going to a lot of weddings and I hadn't really been to a lot of weddings when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, these are like, these are really fun. Like I like going to these and just like, I don't know the emotions of a wedding day. I'm like a very emotional, sentimental person. So like seeing just how much that day really means to people. And it's just like, really the, like, it's kind of taught to us that it's like the pinnacle, most important day of your life. But like, it really is for a lot of people, they treat it that way. So just like seeing that, I was like, wow, I really want to like be a part of this. I'm naturally a helper. So we just been to weddings where like, maybe some things were, I don't want to say disorganized, but people didn't know how to like organize them correctly and they didn't have enough help. So I would just jump in and like help out with stuff, like line people up if they needed to like walk down the aisle, set up decorations, whatever. And so the more I was doing that, I was like, I really like this. Like, I'm pretty sure I could just like start offering, you know, I did a couple weddings for free and then I was like, I could just start offering this as a job. So I just kind of like put it out in some like Facebook groups. I made my little like Canva PDF guide, which I still use Canva for like most of my like marketing and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like got into it really slowly. And then I was like, I really like this and jumped into offering coordinating, which is pretty like learn as you go. Like you can kind of just figure out what people need and anticipate their needs and help with whatever they need. And then I was like, man, I really like photography, like photography is fun, but I'm not very artistic. So like, I probably wouldn't be very good at it, but I just had a camera and started practicing and watching videos. And then because I already did coordinating weddings, I could kind of start offering photography once my like practice skills were like at a better quality so that I could offer that to people. I love that. That's so cool. I, I had no idea that you started on like the coordinating side. Um, yeah. So I, that's so fun. I just assumed you started on the photography side. <laughs> I also thought that. So yeah. you learn something new every day. <laughs> I think also because like Instagram is very like, it's very photo heavy and like I get mm -hmm. photos. And so it's, it's very obvious that I'm a photographer. Um, and I still do offer coordinating, but now I feel like last year I started to transition from being like half and half to like more photography weddings and less coordinating weddings, which is fine. I, I, I offer both and it really doesn't matter to me that much what people book with me, but yeah, I, I like both of them. They're like super, super different jobs. And I could like never do people like, do you do both on the same day? And I'm like, no, that is way too much work. I could not photograph and coordinate a wedding. I would, I would die. There's no possible way. I was curious. Cause I was, I like when we were like getting ready for questions and stuff like that, I was going through your site and I was like, it seems like it'd be like really stressful, a lot of work <laughs> if you were yeah. doing both. And I was like, I feel sorry if like, the, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's fun at the end of the day, but like, 
that just seems like a lot yeah <laughs> I mean, for, like, I, some brides and grooms <laughs> yeah and like one is like one wedding is so involved especially like I feel like when you actually like show up and you like care like you're not getting when you hire a company they're just like cool so-and-so's name it's a little bit more like transactional sure. but when you're a small business owner and you like know the couple's name and you know about their personal lives and all of that kind of stuff you've been so involved I feel like to me it's like I don't just care about taking good photos I also want the couple to have a good experience at the end of the day and so trying to like educate them like hey how much time should we schedule for this or like you know it's just it's so involved and I could probably do a lot less and be less stressed out but because at the end of the day I really care about like making it a certain type of experience it's just hard to like shrink that down into a smaller amount of time and make it less stressful so yeah logistically two in one two services in one day just wouldn't work and also just like headspace wise I don't have enough headspace for all of that yeah yeah I yeah but if I put out like a little like thing for you though it's like for like you said other companies they would be like we come we do this like you're not even talking to the person that you're going to be working with that day when you're like looking for because we met with so many photographers before I, I think I found you on like Facebook or Instagram or something like that yeah and I met with so many different like companies and it was like, okay, well, like, are you going to be there on the day of? And they'd be like, oh no, we'll like send people like you'll meet them like the day of. And it's like, okay, so we're not even meeting the photographer before we like get to the day of. And like, they're just going to be like emailing back and forth, but it's like, you don't even know that person. Then they like show up. Like, I feel like that would just be like so uncomfortable, which is why I started looking at like Facebook groups and Instagram for like different photographers that were like a little bit smaller, just because it's like, I don't like, I don't want someone coming to my wedding who like, I don't know anything about. Like, that's just like, if you think about that, like, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely is weird. I think that's why they're able to like, usually the bigger companies are a little bit cheaper. So I think that's why they can offer a cheaper price because they're not taking one person's time to like stay with you the whole time. But like, they literally will just assign someone to your wedding. Yeah. Like a few days or weeks before. And like, I don't even think they probably would like email you to say hi. They would just, yeah, you're mainly working with like that person that you met with in the beginning. And like, they just like ask you for information. Yeah. And like with Courtney, like at our wedding, like, although you were not doing day of coordinating, like, I feel like you give that experience of like little tidbits here and there of like, well, why don't you guys do this? And why don't you do that? And like, why don't you go over here? Like me and John were like, we don't want to take pictures with everybody. And Courtney's like, how about you guys stand right here? And for 15 minutes, like anybody who wants a picture with you, like they can come over, like, we'll make an announcement. And like, that was so helpful. Like, I feel like that was like a day of coordinating like thing, like where you're like, we're just going to do this. So I feel like that's like the benefit of working with like someone like you, where it's like, although you're not getting like the full like day of coordinator, like you still have like those tips and tricks for people who like maybe need that like need the guidance yeah Yeah, and the like random person who get might be that level and it might be awesome or they might just kind of be like medium or they don't really care about you and like yeah I I had some friends who've used that and they view services like that and she was like you know you weren't really into photography at the time that we got married but I do kind of regret hiring a company because not that they did a bad job but she just like regretted not having that kind of experience but mm-hmm. at the time they thought it was the best thing to do and their photos are so great and I'm like you know it's not yeah pictures, so it could be a lot worse yeah it's, it's just you definitely get that like yeah sorry you just stole it out of my mouth <laughs> the, that personal touch yeah and I feel like that translates to like when you have someone who you have that connection with and taking your photos or you know I like I 
as someone who was a very amateur photography or photography, a photographer, uh, back in the day, I started in college as a photography major. And then I decided after a year, it's not my route. Um, but like you have, like, it's so much different when you have passion behind what you're taking a photo of, or like have a connection with it than just taking a photo of people. Like you can, I, I think you can see that in the photographs. Yeah. And I think too, like, especially being like a not like, I would say I'm not naturally an artistic person. I'm more like sports oriented and like, you know, I've never been one for like doing a lot of sketching or like any sort of like art type of thing. So the fact that this is my job is kind of funny because like, it's really more of what I do is because of like, I like working with people like that kind of a thing. So I could do that in like a lot of other careers too, but it's, it surprised me once I started learning it. Cause I just was like, I just want to like I like weddings. I just want to take pictures of people. But then once you start diving into like creativity and what that looks like and like in any medium, but like, especially for photography where I'm like, you can take a picture of a branch and like, think about it a different way and make the picture Mm -hmm. look different. Like my brain can't, can't comprehend that level of like intentionality behind it. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I love that you say you don't think of yourself as a creative person because I see you as a creative person just because of what you do. Um, so it's very interesting. It's very interesting because I see myself as a creative person. So I always just something to think about. (laughs) So obviously I am, but like my sister was always into drawing and music and painting. And I, and like, I did that, but everything I ever did looked terrible, which maybe is why I like (laughs) photography because I'm just capturing something like, yes, I can add an artistic flair, but I don't have to like create an art piece of someone's face out of like a blank canvas. Like, sure. I'm sure you could think about it that way, but I think like, it was really interesting to me, like how I learned is very like analytical. So I have to like take a photo of someone did if I thought it was really interesting and almost like copy it, like recreate it myself to like understand the intentionality behind why they did that in a certain way. But doing that has like helped me to grow my creativity and like the intentionality behind photos on a wedding day and like how you frame something. And especially to, from like where I learned all of my photography education was from one certain, like it's like a certain style of wedding photography. Cause there's so many styles within like sure. one topic, like editing and composition and all of that. And so the style that I initially learned is a little bit more like flat in certain areas in terms of like creativity. So I really had to like learn how to branch out from that and like make it more of like my own. So mm-hmm. now I feel a lot more established within my creativity, like where my strengths are, where my weaknesses are and like what kind of I, I want to do, but at the same time, I'm also creating a service for a couple. So it's a very interesting type of like artist because you're being an artist, but you're also like doing something very specific, you know, yeah. like it's not subjective because it's wedding day photos. So it has to be enough of the couple likes it. Right. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's, I think, I feel like that's just an interesting kind of conversation starter for just people who are listening to this podcast, like for you not seeing yourself as a creative person. Like, I feel like so many people, like when they are more like analytical or logical brains will be like, I'm not creative because I don't draw or I don't paint. And it's like, there are so many different ways that you can be creative and work that creative side of your mind and still be a creative person. Like I've never been a good artist, you know, quote unquote, but like writing is my, like my thing. And I'm Mm. creative in that way. Like there's so many ways to be creative that doesn't have to be painting or drawing. And so I just want people to tap into their creativity. That's all I want. (laughs) No, I think that's a really, like a really good way to think about it. And like taking it into like a more like subjective question. Cause yeah, I mean, I think there's so many 
even if you weren't like, even if you didn't like the style of photography that you learned, maybe you just learned a genre in college that, you know, maybe the classes you took weren't really the right kind for you, but you would love a different kind of photography. Like there's definitely like a level of like you, you do need to build up a skill set to be able to like execute what you want to do, which Mm -hmm. is also very difficult, but the creative side is kind of fun where you can just take a film camera and just go around and like take pictures of stuff that inspire you or try and find a way to like take a photo in a new way. And I'm sure there's a lot of like really fun tools and stuff you could use and say like, how can I make this like take one specific thing and like build something more creative out of it and like work that side of, of your brain. So yeah, yeah that's interesting. Definitely. Um, but on that topic, like what is your, one of your favorite and you'll have to describe it since this is audio, but like one of your favorite, like couple pictures that you've taken or like a few of them. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely like different favorite photos for different reasons. And a lot of them are on my website. Um, I think I have like a favorite, like portrait, I guess I would say like a couple's portrait. Um, and I'll send you guys the like files for some of the ones that I'm talking about. So you guys can add it to some of the Instagram like graphics and stuff. But there's one that I took of a couple, it was actually a COVID couple from their wedding. And it just is like them, like forehead to forehead looking at each other. She had this really pretty veil that was actually her mom's veil from like the eighties. And she wore it like kind of as a surprise on the wedding day for like the groom and her mom. And so the veil just like, is kind of framing their face, like very soft and like delicately. And they're just kind of looking at each other and they're both like a very like good looking couple. And it just was like a really, well, like I really enjoyed the editing. It was like kind of during COVID. So I was getting back into wedding slowly. And I just think I really enjoyed like the composition and the coloring on it. Um, I have a couple favorite, like emotion, like I really like emotional photos. So if I can like Mm -hmm. capture a moment in a way that like, I know is going to be a photo that's going to like really mean something in 50 years when that person isn't there or whatever. I think that trying to think more in that direction now, especially with weddings and how like so many important people are there that aren't going to be there for your whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think starting to like, think about that. I have a lot more favorites now that like, while the well-lit photos are some of my favorites when I can take a really meaningful emotional photo of someone crying or, you know, just like really overjoyed and excited. I think that the emotions in the wedding day are like some of my favorites and it takes a lot of like skill, intentionality, creativity to like figure out how to capture a moment at the right time and also make it look really like impactful. And I'm always growing in that and trying to like be better at that. But I have a couple of favorites that are like, just like a dad at the end of the aisle, like, you know, just like they kind of get to the end of the aisle right before he gives her away. And you can just see this like little look on his face. Like he's so like happy and proud and excited. And it just is like a really fun photo. So I really like emotions and like, I'm a really heavy crier about everything. So anytime anybody else, <laughs> cries, I'm like, I love when you cry, but then I start crying by watching other people cry. So I think I cried on Mary's wedding day. Cause I was just like, I'm just so happy that Mary's getting married. Cause I know how much it means to her. And then it's like, why am I crying about that? <laughs> because that's how I am about stuff. No, you definitely have a lot of those pictures where it's like, like the groom crying or like a parent crying that like I look at and I like get choked up. I'm like, John didn't cry on our wedding day. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like John definitely like wanted to step on his foot, but he's also just like, that's not really his personality. So I'm glad he didn't no. have to. It was genuine for him. I mean, he still looked really happy. That's what's important as long as he's yeah. not like looks like he doesn't want to be there kind of a thing. Right. Like, that's the worst. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I guess like being in, cause I feel like the wedding industry has changed so much. Cause like my sister got married in 
2017 or 2018 or something around then. Mm -hmm. And like from when she got married to now and just like with the COVID things, like people are doing a lot of different things in their wedding or like adding different like moments or pieces that are like kind of non-traditional. Have you seen anything at a wedding where you're like, oh, I wish that if I could go back to my wedding, like I would have done that. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think because I wasn't in the wedding industry when I got married, I like, if I were to plan a wedding now, my wedding would have been like, not totally different, but like, I just would have wanted a lot more of like aesthetic types of things. Mm -hmm. Not that my wedding wasn't aesthetic in its own way, but it wasn't like what I, what I enjoy photographing is not the type of wedding that I planned. So I think that there's like been a few interesting, like readings that I've heard or like just some decorations that are like oh my gosh I really love that little decoration or honestly like I would have like now I wish that we would have done a destination wedding just because we love traveling and we do that so Mm -hmm. often um at the time it would not have made sense to us and I wouldn't have been that interested but like you know if I could do it now that's what I would have done so but also I know that we did our wedding at the time like the way that we wanted to so it's hard for me to like have a lot of like regrets or things I want to change about it. Cause I also know like, that's what we wanted. So what, why would I want yeah. to change what I wanted at the time? If that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I should rephrase it to like, if you could give like another couple that's getting married now, like something that you've seen, like they should do oh. this at their wedding type of thing. Yeah. Cause I get where you're coming from. It's like, I wouldn't have changed my wedding. Like there's things that I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Like that's clever. But like, yeah. I wouldn't have changed my wedding. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I've definitely seen like, some really fun things and really intentional moments where people will like set some time aside, like after they exit the aisle from when they get married, like the, the couple who just got married can go and just like have a private moment together without photographers, things like that. I think that's like a really good way to just like enjoy and appreciate your day. And we didn't really do that, which it would have been kind of nice to just be like, we have five minutes together without like photos being taken or people trying to hug us and things like that. So I really like that. I love those, like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen these, but they're like place cards, but instead of a place card, there's like all like one kind of drink set out and this really fancy glass, like with your name card on it. And so you take like a cocktail glass and you take your name card and they tell you your table and you go to your seat and already have your drink. Like, that's so I cool. I just, I, I feel like having like a fun little cocktail bar with like the little name cards and like the dried fruits and garnishes, like it just looks so cute, like on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have done that. Right. <laughs> There's so many people are so clever nowadays too that I'm like I feel like all the weddings that I've been to like prior to like they're they're obviously every wedding is beautiful in their own way and like so subjective to the couple but like I see stuff on Instagram and I'm like that's so smart like that's so cute like that's so aesthetically pleasing like to your eye. Yeah yeah I feel like and there's so many fun like color combinations or like I love the printed bridesmaids dress thing that's going on like the past couple mm-hmm. of years, like where they'll do like a blue floral dress instead of just blue or like the mist yeah. match, but with a lot of like pattern mixing, like so that everybody's dress isn't the same. I'm like, man, like that just looks so good. And I would have never, like, I just thought you did like everybody had to get a pink chiffon, right? right. Like the same material, the same like type of fabric, the same pastel colors. And now like the bridesmaid dresses are like, they're so fun. And like, I don't know, all the trends with that are really cool. Yeah, like even like the velvet dresses that people are wearing, like for winter weddings. I'm like, I would have never thought of that. People are so smart. I don't know. I don't come up with these things. Like emerald green is so in right now. Mm-hmm. And we have the velvet bridesmaid dresses. And I'm like, I would want to wear that and just like rub my arms all over like my shoulders. <laughs> just like, like hang out at night in that nice dress. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's totally like, since that's such a trend, like, I feel like those dresses are a little bit easier to like wear in other, like a chiffon bridesmaid dress usually looks very bridesmaidy, but I feel like the, the styles are becoming more like you could wear them in other places, other occasions. Yeah. Like, that would be nice because I have bridesmaid dresses that are in the closet that I should just get rid of. Like, yeah. I'm not going to wear them again. Yeah. yeah. And so working with so many brides and grooms and bridal parties and vendors and everything like that, when it comes to like the kind of days before and day of, do you have any tips on how you kind of stay calm, but also like on how you might instruct your brides and grooms and bridal parties to also stay calm when it can be such a like high intense, stressful type of day? Yeah. I still get like nervous before weddings, especially like the, like if it's been a while, like once spring weddings come around, like I won't have done a wedding for like three months. So like the, you know, the day of the wedding, I get like kind of nervous on the way. Um, I think like having, especially from like a couple's perspective, if you do a really good job of booking vendors and having people like close to you that you really trust, I think that that allows you to be a lot more calm because you know that you can lean on the other people that you have instead of just being like, I got to keep it together. Like if you have bridesmaids where you're like, well, I don't really know. Sometimes we don't get along and they're kind of dramatic, but like, I feel like I should have them in there because we've been friends for a while or so-and-so would be mad at me or my mom wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more, I've had so many, not a lot, but like I've seen brides get really stressed over like certain people in their wedding party, not making the experience of like the bachelorette party or the wedding day. They're just, they're worried about the other people around them. And I feel like, how can you focus on staying calm and enjoying the day when you're worried about like a bridesmaid being dramatic or not showing up or not paying? Like, so I think the best thing you can do is to really start with have the people around you that you really trust and love and appreciate and want there with you. Don't have people there just because you feel like you're supposed to, or like the numbers have to be even or whatever. Like you don't really have to do anything. And it's such a waste to like do something you think you're supposed to, that you're not really going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think to building in like different pockets of time for like resting, like I help all my couples do a custom timeline when I work with them because like brides and grooms and people getting married don't really know how long things take, how, like they kind of know how they want things, but they're not really sure how to like balance all of the different parts of a day into a day. That's like the best outcome for them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to help with like creating a timeline with them, asking some questions, being able to say like, how long do you want to be at this? Do you want to do this this way? You know, problem solving together. And I will always encourage them to build in. Like we always do a 30 minute rest period before the ceremony starts so that you can like take a break from any photos that you've done earlier, you can really just like drink some water, touch up your makeup and really be like present and ready for like walking down the aisle. And I think that would help. That kind of helps you be calm too, because you're not just like, well, crap, we're, we're late from photos. Now we got to go get married really quick. And we don't even really remember getting married. Like that's such an important part of your day. You should totally remember like walking down the aisle and like all that kind of yeah. stuff, even though it goes by fast. So I think just like building other parts of your day into like take breaks be present in like the moment, really enjoying it. I think that really helps you to feel like you have control over the day too. And you're not just like kind of going so fast. You don't know what's happening. I don't know. Did you guys feel like on your weddings that everything, I mean, obviously it's a blur, but did you feel like you were really present for the day and really enjoyed it? Or it just like happened so fast and like, oh, it's over already. I will say I'll let you go first, Holly. I'll say for me, because of doing my wedding the way I did, like I'm sure come so 
in case you don't know, Courtney, I think I've talked about on the podcast. So we got married obviously last month, just, just our two families and siblings or parents and siblings, I should say. And then we're doing a little bit more of a full wedding in October. Um, Mm -hmm. so we're going to have a small ceremony again with a couple other like friends and things like that. And then we'll actually have a reception. So I feel like having our, our actual quote unquote wedding, just our family, like was so easy for me to be present because before, like we actually did the ceremony. Like I had my hair and makeup and stuff. We just did it at my parents' house. And I was just spending time with his family and my family and our families don't get to connect a lot, except if we're like moving. So Mm -hmm. like just to kind of hang out and have a glass of wine with, you know, with them. And then when I was getting ready, I had like Brandon's sister and mom and my mom down there just talking with me. And like, so I feel like it was so easy. And then I just walked down my hallway from my childhood bedroom, basically to Mary Brandon. So it was like so easy for me to be present. I think because I was in my parents' house, there was very little people. It was just comfortable. Like, you know, it was just such a place that I feel safe, especially Um, that for me, I think it was so easy, but I feel like if I would have had, and I'm sure come October, it's going to be a little bit different in terms of how present I am, because there's going to be other kind of elements taking but place. also you won't be as stressed I think because you'll be like well we're I'll already married, <laughs> married so I yeah. can't really mess up that bad That's exactly if they're like panicking I'm like you're gonna get married today I know it's not, like not always easy to just be like well that's like the bare minimum but like you're gonna get married today you can't mess that up yeah as long as you have your marriage license we could get ordained in two minutes if we needed to that's the only exactly. thing is definitely like get your marriage license I know that there's kind of like a time window for that, but I did have one couple, like the, the bride was pregnant and they were like telling everybody at, at the wedding, which was so fun. And then the groom showed up and I said, Hey, can I get the marriage license for you? Just give it to the pastor. And he was like, the what? And I'm like, you know, like the marriage license, like you went to the courthouse, you had to file at like the county level. He's like, we didn't, we didn't get that. Oh my goodness. And I was like, no. this was like the day of the wedding, like two hours before it's a Saturday. They're not even open. And I was right. like, well, so we're not going to tell her this. We're not going to talk about this. Technically, you aren't going to be legally married today, but you can tell, like, nobody has to know, you know, yeah. everybody's yeah. here today and you'll just have to do the paperwork. And I think they had like a church ceremony that they had to do like later for their religion. I think it was like, there was some sort of like one a month later. So I'm like, just get it on that day. It's fine. But that was the only time that I was like really panicked. Cause I was like, Oh, we like <laughs> can't get you actually married today. That would have been. Yeah helpful but nobody ever told him he needed a marriage license so anyways yeah I feel like some things with marriage like the marriage license like when you need to get it like there's things but like it's your first time most of the time so you're like everything yeah I had to like yeah I had to like look so many things up and like figure it out but I feel like my wedding day was like a blur but like for reasons that you said like worrying about other people that were there or dealing with someone like that kind of stuff like there was like that kind of stress that I had whereas like I feel like Holly's was a lot easier and a lot more chill <laughs> but Mary only had one wedding and Holly gets two so yeah you know that's also true yeah and I think too like the other thing with home weddings is they can be so comfortable because like Holly was saying like if it's in a space you're familiar with and it's smaller like you feel a lot less pressure mm-hmm. but then also if it's a smaller wedding it's a lot like there's a lot more on your plate that you have to worry about because you're not mm-hmm. in as a catering staff you're like at your house getting I think you had Portillo's right yeah Mary? yeah a great idea I was so on board with that but then it's like <laughs> you gotta worry about people picking up the food on time and like there's some more responsibility that you yeah feel. and like 
I think that it, you don't need a day of coordinator, but that's kind of what I also tell people too, is like, just cause you're doing a smaller wedding, just like, if you don't want to have to worry about stuff, it might be worth hiring somebody to just take care of it so that like the parents and stuff don't have to, but you can also totally get away without it. And that's more than fine. But sometimes that helps people too, to have somebody else like, they yeah. I would say after not having a lot of people and like having like my brothers or my mom or his mom and like have to like set things up or like move things around, I would definitely like A, if I could go back, I would do a day of coordinator and then B, I would get like servers to like do that kind of stuff because you, like you just send a few people over <laughs> you like, should send some like Listen, get the kid down the street <laughs> so I know you got extra workers like send them on down <laughs> yeah I feel like if like everyone thinks like because you're doing like a smaller wedding like in certain cases like ours was still like 100 people and it was in a backyard like it was a lot but I think that some people think like oh it's a smaller wedding so you don't need all of that but I like I highly recommend like a day of coordinator if you're having like a hundred people because yeah. there's just things that you don't think of. There's timing. Like my mom or his mom or my brothers, like they would have to like go do something, but then they're stuck talking to like an aunt or a, a relative, like, because it's yeah. their wedding. It's like their wedding too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they have to like talk to people. And so like timing gets missed and it's like, okay, well that should have been out already or this should have been done already. So I would advise to anybody doing that, like to get a, day of coordinator because I think that it's so beneficial and like I said Courtney was so helpful like I would be like now what and she's like okay we gotta go like we're leaving to do like late night pictures like this is what we're doing like you guys did your first dance and we were kind of like a few minutes behind but I was like it's not a big deal and then I think there was like the dance floor kind of like picked up and I think Footloose was playing and someone looked at me like John's not moving off the dance floor when Footloose is playing. So you're going to have to wait till it's over. Cause you, and that was like, and so it was fun. Cause I got a couple pictures of everybody like dancing under the pavilion. And I was like, that's a time too, where it's really hard for me because I see the value of those kinds of moments. And I feel like I hate being the bad guy and being like, we got to go. But for you, for you guys, cause it was sunset pictures. Yeah. I didn't really have a lot of like portraits from before. That's why it was more important to go. Otherwise I would have been like, if you know if we didn't if we had more photos before I probably would have been like we should just stay here you guys are having a great time yeah no but I thought it was so helpful because like we would have never known like we had no idea what time it was like the entire day like we had no idea like what like what the schedule was like we did but like we didn't know at that moment like what the schedule was so it's just like so helpful like again the personalization of having like you as a photographer yeah and I think too like not to toot my own horn but like I do a lot more because I am a coordinator and like I kind of going back to the like Enneagram the twos are usually very like much of a helper type of a personality but they have the wings because that kind of gives you like a more um like defined perspective because usually people who are like a typical two are a little bit more introverted or like soft-spoken they're more of like think of like your mom or your grandma where they're kind of like taking care of things in the background which I do enjoy doing but I'm also like the three side of of that is also more like I like to take charge a little bit. I like to kind of help with, you know, problem solving, like, Hey, you know, here's the wedding problem or whatever. A a lot of times if we have conflict on a day where it's like, maybe run out of time or something comes up, I'll just give people like, Hey, here's what's happening. Here's two options. Of course that there, there's not usually only two options, but I don't really like to overcomplicate it. I'm just like, here's two options. We can stay and do this and this will happen, or we can go and do this and this will happen. And I think it helps the couples too, to be like, okay, I have choices but you don't really have to think very much if I just give you a limited number of choices and then we can kind of go from there and figure out what works. So that's kind of like 
my approach to it is probably more unique that like you may get a photographer and a lot of photographers are super helpful and very hands-on, but I'm not sure if they're like, if they would probably do as much as someone who has coordinating experience. Cause I'm used to kind of handling those logistics and other weddings that I do too. Yeah, for sure. I'm switching gears a little bit off of more of the professional you into the personal you. I would love to know what is inspiring you currently. Man, that's always such a good question. And it's definitely one. Cause I, again, I just don't think of myself as creative. So I think like to be inspired is very, like, it's very challenging for me to like define that or like understand that about myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy like interior design. I always have. And so right now is like kind of my off season work too. Like I just have a few projects that I'm working on and I'm not as busy. So I think just like the target website has this little like room layout feature now and you can like build a room and decorate it and so I've been doing that a little bit more and I really enjoy like the I don't know it kind of sparks like that more creative side of me and I just love playing with the layouts and the room colors and furniture and like flipping furniture and stuff like that too so I've been really enjoying like getting to focus more on like you know doing some updating to our house while I'm in the off season and like I got so excited because I found a new way to like reorganize our office that looked better. And I was just so excited to like, I, and I was like, I literally was saying, my husband's like, what are you like reading? We were going to bed. And I was like, I'm just playing on Target's website, like redoing our house. It's fine. Don't watch. You're not going to like how much money we would have to spend for this, but just go to sleep. It's fine. I'll wake you up in the morning. We spend a lot of money. That's hilarious. I love that. I love that. And I know that you mentioned traveling earlier. So I would love to ask you, where is like one or two of the top places you've been and why were this so so special for you? Yeah. The, I think my favorite would be, so we went to Egypt for our honeymoon, which I I wanted to go to Egypt. I'd never been out of the country, but I had always wanted to go because I love Egyptology. I love like King Tut and all of that. And, um, my dad wanted to take me for like high school graduation, but it wasn't really a good time politically to go. So when my husband was like, you know, where do you want to go for a honeymoon? I was like, the only place I've ever really wanted to go is Egypt. But he looked into it and he's like, you know, I don't think it's really a good idea right now. The political climate's a little questionable. I was like, that's okay. I totally understand. And so he kind of like planned the whole thing without telling me, but he did more research and found out that like it was safe enough to go there so when we got to the airport like the day after our wedding he like pulled out the tickets for Egypt and I was like oh my god total shock I was like wait what like I'm so confused so because I really wanted to go there I was just like so excited um I also was told it was a warm climate so I only packed like shorts but like usually in Middle Eastern countries you want to wear like longer dresses and skirts so I had like not enough clothes for like three weeks but <laughs> fine I was like you should have told me it was warm but also like conservative yeah instead of yeah and tank tops. um and my favorite thing that we did there was we did like a sunrise a hot air balloon ride over the valley of the kings which was like beautiful like once in a lifetime it was so much fun and then we went to the valley of the kings and I really had wanted to see King Tut, but I was like, you know, he planned everything. They actually only open like three tombs at a time. So like, we didn't know if whose was going to be open. It just kind of rotates. And not only was that tomb open, nobody was there. Cause it was like the hottest time of year. So we got to go like totally by ourselves. And his mummy was actually in his tomb, which is so rare because they usually have it out for like travel. Like I feel like yeah, it like traveling around. around. Yeah. And my husband's like, that's the only time I've ever seen you speechless. Like I was so like, cool. just 
awestruck. It was so cool. So that was probably like, just that's something I've always wanted to do. And like, I never really thought even if we went to Egypt that I would get to see the mummy or see the tomb or anything like that. Like I literally cried because I'm a crier. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I just, I need some time to like absorb it. So, I mean, that was probably my favorite because it was like super meaningful. We got to do a lot of really fun stuff. Um, but I mean, everywhere we go is, is a lot of fun and we always have a good time or a lot of funny stories coming back from it. So I love it. And I know something we like to talk about with all of our guests is morning and evening routines. And this is something that Mary and I have been trying to shape for ourselves for a while and still, still learning. So yeah, I'd love to yeah. know, do you have any morning or evening routines that you keep? And if so, what do those look like for you? Yeah. Um, I'm not a morning person. So morning routines are not Mary. Either, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't like mornings at all. Um, so I, I feel like my morning routine is pretty inconsistent during like the week, especially if I don't have a lot of like other things going on. So I, I, I like video games. I like Fortnite, which is like for nine-year-old boys, but I like playing, <laughs> so it's fine. And so usually like on, like when I want to wake up in the morning and I'm still kind of like trying to wake myself up, but I don't feel like ready to jump into like editing and stuff. I'll usually play like a couple games. Um, and I'll usually cook in the morning. Cause for some reason I just like to do like cooking or like a, like a mindless task. So I can kind of like start thinking about my day, but like, I feel like I'm still doing something. So that's probably the extent of like my morning routine, unless it's a wedding day, then I have a little bit more of like a structured, like I have to get all my gear ready and I have to like go over my notes for the wedding and just be like mentally ready to like, you know, be on. And then mm -hmm. I always have my wedding day trifecta, I call it. So I have water, I have a uh, coconut Red Bull and then I have a coffee on my way to a wedding. So I don't usually drink that all at once, but like, I usually have all three of those the morning of a wedding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just chugging them. Yeah. I always have a coconut Red Bull, like on the way to the wedding. I feel like just having one set flavor every time kind of puts me in like that, the headspace. Like yeah, that mood. Chug, it's probably terrible for me, but like chugging. <laughs> right. Um, and then like nighttime routines, I think. And again, mine are kind of inconsistent just because of like my work and how like late I get home. Like, obviously I usually will do some like skincare, um, at the end of the day, I, I do really like taking like baths or showers, like, especially after a wedding day, I like to sit in the shower, like with the shower water on and then just sit and like, have like a sparkling water and like, I don't know, just like decompress. <laughs> I love it. So that's kind of been, that's kind of my good, like transition out of like running around a lot for a wedding day, you know cleaning up. Cause I'm probably sweating a lot, like in the middle of the summer. And then I found that like, especially towards the end of wedding season, when it's like so much going on, I'm so busy. It's really hard to like shut my mind off at the end of the day. I find that it's really helpful to like, not that I always do this. I could be better at it, but I try to like, not be on my phone, like an hour before I go to bed and like doing like work related things. Cause if I check my emails before I go to sleep, my brain's going to like mm -hmm. not work very well. So just trying to be off of like social media that would be work-related or trying to be off of like emails or doing any editing or anything an hour before bed has like been a little bit more helpful just so I'm not trying to go to sleep and thinking about work because that's the worst yeah yeah and so my favorite question to start to wrap things up that I love to ask every single guest is what are three things that you're grateful for today um well I love my husband I'm always very grateful for him I really like um, we just have a really good life together. So I'm just always really thankful for the time we get to spend together and the life that we have. 
Um, I really am always thankful for our house because when we were first like house hunting, it was just really stressful, very emotional. And I just really like wanted to like have an independent space for us to just like be together. We lived with his parents for a while. So we just wanted like our own space. And so I just remember how badly I wanted that. And I just want to be like, always really appreciative of like, once I get what I want to like, really appreciate the things that I have and wanted for so long. So definitely just appreciating like the space that we have and all the, the interior decorating I get to pretend to do to our house. <laughs> I'm limited by our budget. If I had more money, I could buy a lot more furniture, but <laughs> couches are expensive. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm just always really thankful for like my business. I, I feel like I worked really hard and I know that there was like times where I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere with it. I wasn't learning enough or growing quickly enough. And like, I felt like I couldn't charge enough money to like make the money that I felt like I should be making kind of a thing. So I had a couple of years where I just felt like I was constantly not really, I felt like I was working so hard, but never really getting anywhere with it. So now that I feel like my business has kind of grown a lot more. I've grown a lot more. It's, it's helped me to be, you know, get more financially where I want to be, you know, with, with all of that, I think it's just really nice to appreciate. Like I worked so hard and I really wanted to get to a point where it was more self-sustaining. And I feel like now it's kind of, I've kind of hit my stride with that. So I've been really like enjoying just appreciating like the fruits of my labor. I love that. I love that. And finally, where can our listeners find you? Hey, I want to ask one quick question oh, okay. before we get there. This is my, this is what I'm going to start like incorporating into like, you have like your grateful for question. Okay. Mine's going to be like one piece of content that you feel like everybody should consume right now. So it can be like podcast, book, TV show, movie, anything. Hmm. Right now I can't stop thinking about love is blind, which is uh, not what you should be consuming, but I'm just like. And then I'm watching like Mary's stories and I'm like, wait, if Mary's an episode ahead of me, I can't go under her story. Yeah. So <laughs> um, not that you like, it's definitely not like a super quality. You're not going to learn anything from it. <laughs> um, I feel like I don't, I think I'm not consuming enough like quality content for myself. So I don't know if I have a good answer for that because I don't think I've really been like, I think I just watch a lot of like dumb TV right, right okay. now, like just reality shows, but I think that I like would like to get into like reading something more educational. Um, and I've just been reading, like, I love nonfiction or I love fictional books. So I need to like read a little bit more nonfiction. So, I mean, maybe this podcast, we'll just, we could start with that. I mean, I feel like that seems like the, like a good answer. Like it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> our first one and you're just promoting us. So we're good. <laughs> right. I'm just going to keep self-promoting. Oh my gosh. Well, what fictional books have you read recently? Cause we have been loving our fiction books recently. Okay. I just start, I just like, I'm at the last book in the court of thorns and roses series. I don't know if you guys have read that one, but it has been really popular and yeah, I was going to say it's really popular. Yeah. It's, it's really like, it's very interesting. I feel like the, the first like three have like good, like plot twists a little bit and it's still like a, a good read the one I just finished is like a mini book and it's a little bit differently like laid out than the other ones. So it was one, it was too short and they changed the layout. So I kind of got annoyed with them and I like didn't start the last book. So I'm like, I just need a break. You guys like ruined it a little bit for me, but um, yeah, I, I got, we got COVID like a couple weeks ago, we had gotten it right after we were traveling. So I had nothing to do. So I was like, well, I have these books I can read. Like I haven't started on them, but once I start reading, especially fictional, like 
I'm pretty like pretty much like don't talk to me for two or three days till I'm done with the book. Like I can't do anything yeah. read for like eight hours at a time. So it's probably a good thing that I don't read too much because I wouldn't get any editing done if I did like <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so now that Mary has her signature question that she I got it out, <laughs> where can our listeners find you and or work with you? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Expedition Joy. And then I also have a website. I have a TikTok. I don't really use it, but if you're bored, there's like a couple of videos up there. I, I want to get better at posting some more social media, like tip content. So yeah. And I'm always happy to like answer questions. If people have like wedding related questions, even if you're not like going to hire me, I'm happy to like give tips or suggestions or anything like that. And I have some good, like a few blog posts up on my website too, um, under expedition joy that, you know, gives some like planning tips and things to think about for your wedding day. Awesome. And as always, we'll have all of Courtney's links below. So you guys can jump down to the description and click over to any of her social media or her site, but Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Uh, you were our first photographer on the podcast. Oh, so, honored. so you are an honored, yes, honored guest here. So thank you. And just thank you for showing up with your energy. When I met you at Mary's wedding for the first time, um, I just, you have a very fun energy and like, I could tell it was like, yeah, good fit for Mary's wedding. Like I had heard about <laughs> you, um, but I hadn't met you. So I'm glad that we actually got to connect and I got to learn more about you as a person. Yeah. And I was like, oh that's Holly we have to take a picture so that they have stuff for the podcast like I remember being, <laughs> like kind of pointing that kind of stuff out and I think it's fun too because like I remember meeting with Mary and I was like just kind of like off I'd offered weddings full-time the first year but like the first year is hardest to book people because you just you know you book a few but then they're months down the road so you don't have sure. anything to show for it right away so like I remember sitting down with Mary and being really nervous because like Mary showed up but I think she was in like maybe like gym clothes or something and I got this like fitness impression from her and we sat down and met and I was like so nervous like meeting with couples was still like I had done it but like not as much as I have now so I was like really nervous and, like we're meeting at a Starbucks I really want them to like me I really want them to book with me and I was just like I think Mary's even I don't know why I remember this but Mary's wearing this really bright like red shirt so I felt like a little intimidated <laughs> by her because she just was like kind of seemed like she had it all together and then she booked with me and I was kind of surprised I was like wait like they liked me and like, they didn't think I was just like an amateur or something. So <laughs> it was funny. Cause I just was like a little intimidated by Mary until I got to know her more. And then Courtney listened to our podcast and she was like, oh, Mary has nothing together in her life. Oh, she's <laughs> she's the least intimidating person. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I think so once I got to know you like more at the engagement session, which is why yeah. engagement sessions are so important, like to get to know each other, then it's like, okay, like, you know, what that experience is like. And we make sure that our, like, if you really hated me and I was too much, like, at least you could have let me know before the wedding when I would be too much. So it worked out totally fine. But, and I was just glad that you guys like rescheduled and I was like able to still be there. And I was just like, so glad that Mary got to get married. And, but then now I'm sad because I can't shoot Mary's wedding anymore because it's over. <laughs> I'll find another one. Don't yeah, worry. In, like 10 years and right. let me know like where we're going, what we're doing. I'll be there. I love I it. Love it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us and sure for just showing up and sharing everything you have. And like I said, we'll have all of Courtney's links below. So make sure if you are looking for a photographer for your wedding or anything like that, you go check out below. Thanks, Courtney. Courtney travels anywhere. So if you want to get married, oh, not perfect. in the Chicago area, I do destination stuff now too. So I love it. So even better to know. Yes. <laughs>
such a fun episode. Our first photographer. Courtney is such a light. I could not say any more about her. She is just so great. And you guys hear me go on and on in the episode about how wonderful she made our day. Mm -hmm. So again, if you are looking for someone and she's so open, like you could even just DM her on Instagram and she like answers all questions, even if she's not working with you. I love that. Don't take advantage of her, but like, yeah, (laughs) she she is very nice and she will like help you out. So I like, I give her 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, she's like, Courtney's just so sweet. And I feel like that's like Mm -hmm. when you want like a wedding photographer, something you want, because you want them to also capture like those sweet moments. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. like we were talking about in the episode, you can hire a company and they can just send someone on the day and like, cool, all is good. You'll get pictures. But I feel Mm -hmm. like when you know someone and especially when you know, like their personality, like that comes out in their, their work then. Um, yeah, I I know that might sound silly or sound weird uh, if you don't get that. But to me, that definitely shows, um, and just how she takes her photographs. Yeah. And you could have beautiful pictures regardless of if you go through a service or through a person, but there's distinct memories that I have about our wedding that like Courtney made better, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, or like yeah. made those moments happen. So yeah. I think that that's the personal touch that we definitely paid for. So yeah. I love that. And uh, like we said in the episode, we're going to have all of Courtney's information below. So you guys can reach out to her. Um, you know, if you do have a wedding coming up, you know, you can mm-hmm. reach out, see if she's available, et cetera. Um, and we're going to actually be sharing some of her photos throughout the week, like through the um, Instagram on like our, our feed posts this week and our stories and stuff like that. We actually have some of her um, photography photos built into there. So you guys can also see a little bit of her work if you don't go directly to her Instagram, but obviously we recommend that or just go to Mary's Instagram. She's also got proof of Courtney's work on there. <laughs> yes, I do. It's, it's fantastic. And it was just such a great conversation with her and yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear it or you guys just heard it. If you're listening to this, what am I talking about? <laughs> Mary doesn't know what we're recording anymore. But anyways, to wrap this episode up, Mary, because it's Sunday, what is something you are grateful for today? I am ready for this. I thought about it this morning as soon as I woke up. I was like, Holly's going to ask. I am so grateful for the weather that is coming and the weather that we had last week. There was two crummy days, but two out of seven is like not too bad. Yeah. So I am just so grateful for this weather. I can, I can feel myself feeling more myself. Yes. If that makes sense. It just, I know it's silly for people who don't deal with like seasonal depression, like to not understand that feeling, Mm -hmm. but it really does like the, it makes me want to go out and like work out or like go for a walk or like go do these things. things. Yeah. Or like even clean my house. Like during the winter, I'm like, I got to get all these projects done and then I get nothing done. And now I'm like, let's go, let's clean the house, spring cleaning. We're getting rid of stuff. We're packing it up. We're doing all this stuff. So yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm so grateful for the weather right now, but what about you, Holly? Well, I was going to say the weather as well, but since you took that one, I love to change something else. <laughs> You're like agreed. Um, so I think this was mine last week. So I don't want to cheat, but like my, my husband, my bubs, he did something again, very sweet for me this week or last week. I guess it was last week. I don't even know if I used this last week. I don't remember. Anyways, he bought me some more Sims games and I'm very excited because I've just been loving it. And then I bought myself some more Sims games this week because they were on sale. Um, 
but I, I just feel like his support lately has just been so amazing that but he didn't support me before obviously <laughs> um but as I've just been you know figuring things out for myself and uh, transitioning and trying to do different things and obviously leaning more into uh kind of the creativity that I do get from the sims and kind of building and decorating mm-hmm. in there um you know I obviously am using his gaming computer so he's like you know, can't use it when I'm using it. So he's like yeah. very open for me to like use it and really do like what I want to do and things like that. So again, I know it sounds so silly and that same thing as last week, but just very grateful for my husband and I would have chosen the weather, but Mary stole it. So I want to say something different. <laughs> I love it. And it's just such a different seat. Like the way that you say it, where it's like, he didn't, it's not like he didn't support you before, but this is also a different season. He's now your husband. So the different ways that he chooses to step up is also very different. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's awesome. I love it. But with that, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, or if you have questions or want to hear any guests or anything like that, where can the listeners find us on Instagram? They can follow us at get fitty with it pod, or they can email us at get fitty with it pod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll have our WhatsApp group and everything like that down below as well. We've been having fun in there. We are utilizing it more. Um, and that's where kind of we, kind of chart out a lot of our intentions dates so they kind of get first pick I guess you could say at what dates we might be doing it on so if you are interested definitely jump into the whatsapp group it is fun over there and we'll have the link below and then we'll have all Courtney's links as well but you guys have an amazing week we'll see you guys back here next week for another episode bye